All right, the Ponderer is back. It has definitely been a bit since I was here, or at least it feels like it has, because time is exhausting. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you all know time is just exhausting, but that's not why I'm here to talk about today. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about a very broad topic that has a lot of elements inside of it, and I could probably do like 50 different podcasts on this, but instead I'm gonna just pretend I'm like the Russos and throw it all into one big chunk like thing. And it'll be like Infinity War where everything's just happening all at once or Endgame or both, you know, no spoilers, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but what I've been thinking about was what should Christians be doing that they aren't? That's a very large question, a very loaded question. Um, well, maybe not loaded, but it could be. It, it feels like it when I think about it personally. Um, so I realized that there are three separate parts to this, and I'm going to try to keep them separate for the sake of what I'm trying to make a point of here um, about Christianity, which I also um, recently actually did a blog post on this, just I had some thoughts one day, and doing a podcast wasn't feasible at the time, so I just typed it all up. It's at simply-pondering.blogspot.com if you're interested in looking it up. Um, it's there. It exists. You're welcome to see it if that's something you're interested in. That's all I got for you in that respect. Um, so we're going to jump in. What should Christians be doing that they are not? I suppose before we really answer this question, we should probably establish um, what Christians are already doing that, like, they think, oh, this is what it means to be a Christian, compared to, biblically, what it means to be a Christian. Um, and when I think of that, I think of the motions, typically. And, like, certain things that we consider to be quote-unquote Christian things to do that aren't necessarily backed by scripture or that aren't, like, bad things, but they just, they aren't commanded by God, yet we still, like, consider them to be very Christian things. Again, like, quote-unquote Christian things. Um, so, like, when you think of Christians, you think of the people who they go to church regularly Sometimes that means Christmas and Easter, but that's their regular. Um, sometimes that means going to church every Sunday, Wednesday, and whenever else they have their Bible study or whatever. Um, they're the people who pray or read their Bible every day, and they don't swear, especially not in church, but they don't swear. Or around, like, other Christians, they don't swear. Like, they're just good, nice people to be around, and... They're, like, they use the Christian type of terms of, like, oh, I've been saved, and, like, um, throwing out salvation, like, fellowship, and words that literally you only hear in the church, or maybe Lord of the Rings, but, like, really, <laughs> you don't hear people talk about certain things like baptism or salvation or whatever, like, those are words that we only use in church. And so, like, they have, like, a Christian terminology kind of built up of, like, these are the things we say and do and, like, whatever. 
Um, and they're the people who they listen to their Christian radio. They have the Christian like necklaces of the cross or the t-shirts or like Jesus is hanging up on their wall on a poster or picture frame or whatever. And they've seen God's not dead and um, one, two, and three. I don't, are there more than three? I don't even know anymore. Like they've, they've watched all of those Christian movies by pure flicks and stuff. Like, not that they're sponsoring me or anything, because they're absolutely not. I just actually, like, I'm one of those people who watches Beer Flicks movies. But that's that doesn't define my Christianity for me. Whereas some people, if they listen to the songs and they watch the movies and they show up at church, they consider themselves a Christian. But nowhere in the Bible does it say, in order to be a Christian, thou shalt watch Facing the Giants thrice in their life or something like that. You know, like God didn't command us to have like certain Christian influences in our lives for the sake of calling ourselves Christian. Yes, it's important to surround ourselves with people who are good Christian influences, but when it comes to outside things, like whatever you might pick up at a Christian bookstore or whatever, like, or online, or I don't know, people buy things online now more than they used to. So I guess there's that, but like, that doesn't define who you are as a Christian. That shouldn't be the definition of who you are as a Christian. And it's not that those things are bad because they're not, but there's more to Christianity than that. And some people don't seem to realize it. They show up at church, they pray before they eat, they wear the Christian gear and they don't swear and they say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. And I'm like, okay, where's the evidence of it? And they're like, oh, I go to church. Oh, do you see my, you see my cross necklace? Yeah. Yeah. That means I'm a Christian. Oh yeah. I, I, I talk to God. I pray to him before I go to bed at night. And I'm just over here like, okay, you consider yourself a Christian, but, uh, biblically <laughs> there's more to it than that. And that's what I really want to hit at. This is kind of like part one foundation of like, these are the things we do, but are we actually like doing them the way God wants us to? So like when we pray, how often do we pray? What do we pray about? Are we serious about our prayers? When we say, hey, I'm going to pray for you, like are we genuinely going to pray for them on a regular basis? What do we hope to accomplish in prayer? Like, are we praying for ourselves? Are we praying for blessing? Like, what is this? And like, how often do we read our Bibles? Do we just take them to church with us? Do we, like, is that the only time we ever open our Bible is at church? Do we even take our Bibles to church? Like, there's all of these questions of like, okay, but what's actually the standard for Christianity? And I think that kind of goes back to the story. It's in the Gospels of like, someone asked, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? And he was basically asking Jesus, what's the bare minimum I can do to get your approval, to get into your kingdom? And Jesus said, well, do what scripture says. Like, be kind to people, love them. Like, do good, like, do all of these things that have been taught in the Old Testament. And like, yeah, you're, you're welcome. And he, to, like, you're welcomed into my family. And this guy says, well, I, I've done all that since I was born. Like, I'm I'm a very religious person. Like, I, I do all of these things. And Jesus says, okay, sell all you have. Because 
he knew that this man, his downfall was he wanted stuff more than he wanted Jesus. Everyone has some sort of downfall like that. And we might look at ourselves and think, oh, I'm, I'm doing such a great job. I'm so, I'm so Christian, when really we mean I'm so religious. And there's a difference between being religious and being a devoted follower of Jesus Christ. So if all these things I just mentioned are quote-unquote religious things to live a quote-unquote Christian life, um, what does it actually mean to be who God wants us to be? Because these other things, they're not bad. Like I, like I mentioned before, they're, they're good things to have and do. But it becomes routine. And that's what I mean by like going through the motions, which honestly, I could do a whole nother segment on going through the motions and the problems I see with that. But for now, we're going to stick to a very general understanding of it and look at what God wants for us biblically. Because while these things are good and some of these things are even commanded by scripture, like we're commanded to pray and we're commanded to like be in fellowship with one another. But like, what does God want for us biblically? What, what does God actually tell us to do? And um, as I was thinking about this, looking into this, a verse came to mind about how Jesus, like in the context of it, he was talking about the shepherd and the flock and like how somebody might come to like rob the sheep or, or rob the shepherd of the sheep and like steal them in the middle of the night. And there's this verse that says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. And that second part is what I really want to focus on because Jesus did come that we would have life and have it to the full. And because of that, he not only wants what's best for us, he wants us to be the best that we can be for him. He's taking care of us and protecting us and he has a purpose for us that because we are his, we're called to fulfill. And that will help us live our best lives, which is also, I feel like I could dive way deeper into that than I'm going to today. But for today, here we are. Um, one of the bigger things that I've thought about in terms of like what should Christians be doing that they aren't doing is several different subcategories under spending time with God. It's like prayer. Prayer is very important. We're called to pray biblically. Jesus even gave an example of what a prayer should like generally look like in the terms of like the Lord's Prayer that we've, if we've grown up in church, we've probably heard it a thousand times. The whole, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Um, but even in that, it was Jesus saying, yeah, you should praise God, glorify him, um, thank him for meeting your needs, pray that he would help you to resist temptation and help you to forgive other people um, because he also forgave you. Not that that was like a verbatim, you should pray this exact prayer, which isn't a bad thing. Like it's not a bad thing to pray the Lord's Prayer, but it was also intended as a guideline of you need to pray these types of prayers to God from yourself and your own circumstance personally. And like, 
prayer is a very powerful tool for Christians. And personally, I don't think we do enough of it in corporate prayer, which is a whole other topic I could go into. There's a lot of those in this. Um, but like being intentional about praying and about spending that time with God just to talk with him and talk to him, it's very important. And I feel like along with that is meditation. Um, as I was talking with my great grandma a few weeks ago, she told me that prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening to him. And as I was thinking about that, I was like, well, what does it look like to even meditate? Like people don't just meditate anymore in our society, at least not that anyone hears about or anyone knows of. And so like, what does it even look like to meditate? How often should we meditate? Do we meditate? Why should we meditate? Like there's all these questions that go into it, but really it's just listening for God and being intentional about opening ourselves up to him. Sometimes that means leaving whatever environment we're in just to have some time with just you and God and just to say, God, I'm here. I'm listening. God's willing to speak to us if we're willing to listen. And I feel like a lot of times people wonder why they don't hear God's voice. My question is, are you listening? It's, it's something that Christians, we don't talk about meditation. We don't talk about that in the church. So I feel like a lot of people don't even realize its value. And I feel like even reading the Bible, like we talk about reading the Bible. We even talk about reading the Bible daily. And there are people who do that, but it's emotion for them because they just, they do it all the time without thinking. So they're not actually taking that time to spend with God. They're taking it to read their three chapters or whatever they're doing that day and then move on without thinking about it. When instead, we should be meditating on scripture also. We should be not only reading scripture, but letting it sink in. Thinking about what it means. Letting it impact our lives. Taking it with us throughout our day, our week, all of it. It's not easy, necessarily. And there are definitely times when I read the Bible and I just skim over it. But when we actually take the time to just sit there and reflect on what we're reading, it means so much more. And honestly, some of those thoughts that will come as you just take that time, they'll stick with you for months afterwards, maybe years, which is amazing. I feel like it's a little bit of shifting years, but another way to spend time with God that the church doesn't talk about very often is fasting. And I feel like a lot of churches have some sort of like, oh, we're doing a 24-hour fast or a 30-hour fast like as a church for this thing. And like I've even partaken in fasts with like a church before. Like, oh, we're doing a 30-hour fast. We're doing it to raise awareness for this group of people who are going hungry all the time and then we're going to meet together afterwards and we're going to eat together which is a cool concept but a lot of people don't understand the value of fasting or the meaning behind it or what they're actually even doing like they just know they're not eating and then they're going to go to church and it's for some church thing and it's supposed to be raising awareness but really 
it's only raising awareness within the people who are doing the fast because no one's actually talking about it. They're all just not eating. And sometimes there is a little bit of awareness that's spread, but at the same time, everyone's just kind of doing it because the church is having an event where they're doing it. And there's not actually like personal meaning behind it for a lot of people, which I know from experience because in middle school, I ended up doing like a faster at one time or another. And I definitely didn't appreciate it for what it was because all I knew was I'm not eating for like a day. And then I was hungry when my mom was making spaghetti because I wanted spaghetti and I was fasting, so I couldn't have any. But like, it's there's so much more that can come from fasting. I could do a whole segment on fasting. I should do a whole segment on fasting at some point. Perhaps I will, probably, eventually. I don't know. Um, but there's more. <laughs> um, because I have a whole list here. It's just spending time with God. It's being thankful. And sometimes we even turn that into a motion of like, oh, thank you, God, for doing this thing. Thank you for our food. Thank you for um, all that you do. I pray that you blah, 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 blah. You know, um, it just becomes habitual. But intentionally thanking God for things, that that's important. As well as repentance, um, saying, hey, God, I screwed up. I'm sorry. I'm confessing. I'm repenting, so I want to completely turn my life around and not do this again because that's what repentance is it's saying i'm i'm never doing this again and walking the opposite direction of whatever you were just heading towards that was sinful um and then overcoming sin which i feel like that's not something we don't do especially because within like the different churches there's communion where you take that time personally or like as a group to just like internally confess what you've done and ask for repentance and like everybody's doing that around you too and there's even like in catholics they have like their confessionals and so they confess their sins but like a lot of times i feel like we confess without repenting or we say we're repenting but then we don't actually do anything about it and then we're just in the same sin for a long time and that's that's not what god wants Spending time with God in this sense is like actually saying, God, I'm done with this. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm turning my life around. I'm, I'm changing things. I'm doing things differently now. And another element of it should be worship, which is also what is worship? What should it be? Because we often, so often think of worship as we go to church and we sing some songs. That's not all that worship's about. Worship is, it's giving yourself to God in whatever you're doing. And a lot of times at church, we think of that in singing, but it could be in serving, in doing anything in your daily life if you're giving the glory to God. And that's also like praising him and like magnifying it. Like praise is supposed to be like how we glorify God how we say, God, you are great with like our actions in our lives. And it should be more about what's going on in our hearts for Jesus than it is, oh yeah, we're singing a few songs because that's emotion. And that's all about appearance. You showed up and you quote unquote worshiped because you were there 
and you saying, um, Lord, I need you and reckless love and whatever other church songs you ended up doing. Um, then that's, that's another one of those things that we think about as like, this is Christian. And then instead we're like, oh, but God, God looks at the heart, which he says in his word, um, how even when um, Samuel was going to appoint David, he was looking at the outer appearance of like, oh, that one looks good. That, that, that one could be king. Yeah, that one could be king. Yeah, what about this one? This one looks like he'd be a good king. And God's like, no, I'm looking at the heart. You're looking at the outside. And a lot of times, Christians are looking at themselves as how they are on the outside. And a lot of them know inside where they're at, but looking at the outside makes them feel like a good Christian because other people will see the outside and say, oh yeah, you're, you're doing something right. You're a good Christian. That's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be worship between, like, it's between you and God. It's your heart's response to God and to all that he's doing and to anything that's going on around you. And that's not what we treat it as today. And there's a lot of other elements, I feel like, that kind of go into this of beyond, like, prayer and fasting and meditating and, like, um, even, like, having fellowship with people. And, like, what even is fellowship? And, like, what should the church be? And what should service be? Because we are also called to serve. And it's, like, all of these elements of just supposed to be us spending time with God and growing closer to God. And so many times we turn them into motions and we don't even realize it. I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it, I'm pretty sure. Like, Jesus was the only one who wasn't guilty of it because he was perfect, you know. He is perfect. Yeah. But along with that, there's a whole nother element of what Christians should be doing that they aren't doing. And that's kind of where I'm shifting gears is first there's the spending time with God aspect. And then there's this other element of following his commandments. So with that, the whole element of following his commandments, it's, it's right there in scripture. The great commission even says, go tell people about me, tell everyone about me, go to the ends of the earth, which means go to literally everyone. Even though you've been in your own little protected circle, yeah, I'm, I'm sending you out. You're going to go talk to people you, you have no idea about and like who you've, you've never met before, obviously, because they don't know me and you know me. So I want you to help them know me. I want you to lead them to me. Share the gospel. Share the good news. Nowadays, what does that even look like? Like in churches is... It shouldn't just be in church either. Like, taking a friend to church is not the same as sharing the gospel with them. Yes, there can be experiences of that through taking someone to church, especially if it's like, oh, yeah, it's Easter. You should come to church with me. We're going to talk about Jesus. And they're like, who's Jesus? Well, that's an opportunity. But we shouldn't just leave it all on pastors and churches to do the teaching. It should be a personal initiative, too. We should be able to say, oh, you don't, you don't know Jesus? Can I tell you about him? Like, he's pretty cool. This is what he did in my life. He could do something in your life, too. 
I'm pretty sure. Like, I know. I know. I'm not just pretty sure. I know. Like, God is good. God is cool. And he can, he can change your life. And then there's the whole element of, like, loving God and loving people and, like, how we show it. Because those are the greatest commandments. But, like, are we even doing that? Are we, are we showing that we love God? Are we showing that we love people? What are we doing to show people that we care about them? And are we, are we just loving our neighbors or are we, or wow, are we, are we loving our neighbors? Or are we just loving like our friends and our family and the people that we know and are close to, or are we loving like everyone around us? Like, how are we doing this? Are we actually shining the love of God? Are we living like Jesus? There was a book I just read that was called Make Me Like Jesus which is a very, very bold prayer to pray. And it was a really good book. Um, I don't remember who wrote it or else I would just be like, hey, yeah, make me like Jesus by this person. Go read it. It, it is a good book. You could probably find it. Um, but it was, it was talking about how that prayer is so hard to pray because we're, we're not Jesus. He's perfect. He loved people no matter what. He lived a bit of a reckless life of like just being willing to take chances and not missing them and doing what the Bible calls us to. And we're called to live like Jesus. We're called to love people no matter what, no matter what they did, no matter what other people are going to think of what we're doing, no matter what we get from it, because it shouldn't be about us. It should be about Jesus. And like, we don't, we don't love people unconditionally. Jesus did. We should. And it's okay if that is a little bit crazy. Like, we're supposed to take chances so that we don't miss out on what God can be doing in us right now. We're supposed to be listening to the Holy Spirit and to be in tune with what he wants us to do, which kind of goes back to meditating. Because if you're listening for God, for Jesus to like tell you what to do, you're going to be more like willing to listen to what the spirit is telling you to do too. And you're going to be able to hear that voice more clearly. And it also involves living in today, not worrying about tomorrow. Tomorrow can handle itself. Tomorrow's got a lot going on, but it's not today. You're not supposed to worry about it because it's not here yet. So don't stress. Um, live in today. I've got plans for you today. Do it now. Do this now. Do what I'm calling you to now. And that can also, there is an element of working with other Christians on that, which kind of goes back to fellowship, which is a whole other thing of like what it means today. Like biblically, I could do a whole thing on fellowship. This is also just giving me ideas. I'm going to have to like come back to this and be like, oh yeah, I said I was going to do a segment on that. I could do that. Um, That apparently there could be more to come. You never know. Yeah, but it's it's all about following Christ's example. And Christ had other people with him to help him along this quest. A lot of times, I feel like Christians now, they don't take initiative, or if they do, they do it by themselves. If they're going to show love to people, it's a one-time thing. It's not an investment in the person's life. It's, oh yeah, I can I can give a little right now. It's a small sacrifice but it's not investment in their life. There's a difference. A gift and an investment are very different things. Um, and it also, it, it should involve living out the fruits of the spirit. 
which we talk about and we say like, yeah, we should live out the fruits of the spirit, but we don't actually like talk about how we do that or whether we do that. And a lot of people struggle with patience or with self-control or with gentleness or joy. Like there's, there's so many issues that we have in just our society of like, all the depression going around, it's no wonder that people are having a hard time living joyful lives, which also that book, Make Me Like Jesus, that they, there was a whole chapter on that too. It was really good. Um, highly recommend. <laughs> but like patience, nobody's patient anymore. Like we say we are, and there are individuals who are, but like as a society, we are a very impatient society. And I feel like that comes across in Christianity too, because we pray for things and then we're like, God, when is this going to happen? I'm guilty of that. I pray for stuff and then God's like, no, just wait. And I'm like, but but when do I get to do something about this? When when are you going to act? When when is this going to happen? Like, can can we do something now? Like, how long am I waiting? Like, tell me, like, can you can you give me a hint of like how long I have to wait? It's that's not <laughs> what we should be doing, but that's what we do. That's what. A lot of people do, especially nowadays, because we're so impatient. And we self-control, oh, that gets thrown out the window all the time. That's been getting thrown out the window for, for centuries. <laughs> people don't exhibit self-control. We, we burst out in anger. We get frustrated. We get irritated. We take it out on people. We're not supposed to do that. <laughs> this is what we should be doing. And we're supposed to trust God. Trust him with everything. Give him control. Let go of our situations and our struggles. Forgive people and trust him because sometimes it's not easy to forgive people and it takes having trust in God in order to forgive. And like obeying him and trusting that he's going to provide if we obey him. Not that he won't also provide it for our needs if we like don't obey him because that's not exactly how it works in this world it's i could do a whole segment on how crazy this world is and living in sin this world's a disaster <laughs> um but if we obey him and we trust him to provide for us he's going to provide for us we just have to be willing to take the steps to actually like try and live for him as i said before there's a lot of elements to this. There's a lot of elements to what we do, what we don't do, what we should be doing. It's all it's it's all stuff that we should talk about and we should be able and willing to have conversations about, but we don't. Sometimes we do. Sometimes certain people do. Sometimes we're great at one thing and we're not great at another thing and Biblically, we're called to more. But what do we do? Well, these are all things that I've talked about that we are doing that we should probably change how we do or like not let that define us. There's things that we should be doing, whether that's spending time with God in different capacities in order to grow closer to him and build a stronger relationship with him and build more trust in him. And we're also called to follow his commands that 
he gave us in his word, which some of the things that I talked about with spending time with God are also commands that um, are in scripture, but at the same time, it's that's not all that it's about. There's more. Like, we are called to pray. We are called to meditate on scripture. We are called to worship with our whole hearts. But ultimately, God says, love me, love people, live like I did, like live like Jesus who I sent as an example for you and tell people about him because he came to save everybody, not just you. And we're called to live a life that reflects that. So, lots of ideas here, lots to work with here. I am definitely planning on bringing some of these ideas back um, to dive into them deeper. But for now, this is just kind of a broad overview of everything I've been thinking lately, because there's a lot, <laughs> a lot to cover, a lot to think about. And I don't just want this to be me saying, yeah, these are important things. I want this to be discussions between other people. It's not about me. It's not about what I have to say. It's about what we have to say. And so I want to know what you have to say too. If you have thoughts, if you want to leave me a message or a video, or maybe not a video, I don't know how it works. Um, I think you can leave like an audio message. I would happily listen to that. Um, I want this to be more than just Oh yeah, this some like college girl is just saying these are my thoughts on Christianity. I want this to be bigger than that, um, and it's not about me. It's not from me. This is this is just something that's been on my mind and on my heart, and I want it to be a conversation starter for the church as a whole. So I'm gonna take some of these thoughts and. Do some, I want to do something about them. Um, details of that are still not definite, but um, I'd love to share some different ideas I have about what we can do differently, what the church can do differently, um, what it should be like or what it could be like in our society based on where we're at. Um, just Christianity, the church, all of it. So hopefully that is to come. Um, I've got lots of ideas, but right now it all seems so um, vast that I'm not really sure what to do with it, which is kind of why I wanted to do this, of just these are all of the broad topics that I've been thinking about, and I would love to dive deeper into them, but there's so many that it's almost hard to figure out where to start, so I might just start at the beginning. Um, this, I'm not going to call this a template, because it's not a template, but it could kind of help me formulate and come up with like a guide of, okay, this is what I want to talk about. This is where I'm thinking right now, um, which hopefully can inspire some other people along the way. Um, I also did end up converting a lot of this to a blog form because having a couple different mediums to just kind of like work with both of them um 
refer back to both of them of like, this is kind of what I was thinking, but this is also kind of what I was thinking and having my thoughts in two separate places kind of helps me. So that's more of for my benefit than for anybody else's at this point. Um, but you're welcome to look into both of those if you're interested. Well, one of them you already did if you made it to this point in this video, but um, yeah, that's kind of just where that's at. So those are just some of my thoughts. That's all I've got for now. I'm going to keep pondering. Hopefully you will too.